everyone, welcome along to the VCO eSports studio for 2022, would you believe? That means we've been going well over a year and it's great to have you with us for this journey. We've got so much excitement for VCO coming up in the 2022 and of course we'll be talking to all the very best and most important people out there in the sim racing world across the year and we kick off with some news because VCO always like to partner with the very best in sim racing uh, out there and so today we are launching a new partnership with AHU Endurance and with us are famous racing drivers in the real world and of course virtual racing fanatics Nick Foster and Shane Van Gisbergen SVG great to have you all the way over there in Australia thanks for chatting with us yeah thanks for having us Ben cheers thanks Ben uh, so, first of all, um, well, let's get into the nitty-gritty of AHU. Uh, Nick, it's kind of a bit of your brainchild, or two of your brainchilds. Tell us more about why you've decided to get involved in uh, sim racing in this kind of a way. Uh, no, I can't take full credit for this one, to be honest. Uh, Shane and I have always enjoyed our sim racing, and uh, we found a bit of a hole in the endurance racing scene a, a year or so ago and uh, decided that we, we had a brand in, in HU that was fun, funny, but serious at the same time, and uh, sort of found a, a way into a into a position to sort of run the championship. So, yeah, not my brainchild, definitely the two of us together, and um, without Shane and then Simon from the, the other side who ran the back end for us in season one, uh, it wouldn't be possible. So, uh, yeah, really happy to have established what we've done and build something really cool that's for the really high-end guys as well as bringing new guys into the series. But uh, in, in a whole, the Season 1 was awesome, and we're super stoked to have VCO on board for Season 2. Nick, very much the smartest man we've ever seen on VCO Esports Studio. There's no doubt about that. Uh, SVG, what's that hole that you guys have identified? What makes your series different to others? Oh, well, we just we, we did a few races together and, you know, those series dropped off or ended or had a lot of things that we thought of thought could have been done better. And, um, you know, we, we do love our, our sim racing in between our real racing, but, you know, we needed something that was um, properly officiated, had safety cars and um, cool classes. But while we wanted it to be serious, we wanted it to be a lot of fun as well. So... I think last year on the Discord, there was a lot of social chat. There was a lot of fun and a lot of banter. But once the racing started, it was all pretty serious. And, you know, there was the protest forms getting filled out and everyone was having a crack. But um, I think 99% of people enjoyed it. You know, we opened our sign-ups today and we've already pretty much sold out for season two. So um, I think I think uh, we're sort of on the right track for what we want to achieve. And it, seems to be like people uh, after the same thing we are. That's pretty awesome uh, and great to hear that uh, pretty much signed up already. Um, Nick, just tell us a little bit more about kind of sim racing over in Australia because a lot of the events are, are kind of timed for the American and the European markets. So it must be quite a special journey for you guys when you jump into a race and, and uh, are racing the best in Europe. Yeah, naturally for us, I mean, all our close friends and everybody are involved in, in our pocket of the world. So, I mean, even Shane and I, so I'm actually based in Europe now, uh, currently in the Middle East. 
So uh, I actually get up at 5 a.m. To, to race with these guys and, and enjoy it from that side. But, yeah, all our mates uh, who we've always raced with, the other guys involved in the local market in Australia and NZ, it's never been time-friendly, especially for the New Zealand guys. You know, they're racing at 3, 4, 5 a.m. So to then service, like, that market, specifically the NZ, like the Kiwi guys who really love their motorsport, to finish at midnight, to be able to start at sort of seven and actually have a, a championship that's focused on on that is is really cool. So yeah, from my side, I don't enjoy it so much. I'm not an early morning person. I'm certainly much more of a late night guy, um, which Shane can attest to. But uh, yeah, five a.m. starts not not always for me. <laughs> uh, Shane, we've seen you in the very biggest and best uh, of the sim racing events uh, representing Team Redline. Uh, but again, it, does he think it's a benefit that having an Australian or a guy over in your neck of the woods to be able to fill in those holes when everyone else in Europe is asleep and you're kind of awake in a 24-hour race. Yeah, those guys love it when we do a 24-hour race. I can I can take their graveyard shift, graveyard shift, which is middle of the day for me. But as Nick touched on, all the big, decent European races or American races, they're middle of the night for us Kiwis and, and the Australian guys as well. So... This series, you know, every race finishes at midnight New Zealand, which suits all the Australian states as well. Um, so it's a competitive series finally down here that suits all the top dogs here in a time zone. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool change and it's good for, good for me, Nick being the one getting up early for once. Uh, you guys in New Zealand got quite heavily involved in a, a little kind of community series, didn't you? Um, about a year and a half ago, when lockdown was really, really strong over there, uh, there was uh, all the famous New Zealand racing drivers got together and put, put together what looked like an amazing event. Yeah, that's right. Um, Brendan Hartley put that together, and um, yeah, it was all the New Zealand yeah. drivers, and we had our um, we had our Supercars E series, which was quite serious, and then we'd do this racing local one, and um, you'd race a team of your guys and race for a charity or race for a local business trying to raise money for them in, in the time of need in the in the um, lockdown and it was quite fun and we had a whole group of cars together and would normally do quite well and raise quite a bit of money for these businesses so while we were having fun we were, we were doing it for a good cause as well and your uh, journey of esports racing uh, svg has been a long time, right? It's, this is not a lockdown thing for you. You've, you've loved esports racing for many years. Yeah, I've done it for a long time. Um, I, I was right into it like 2011, 12, 13, and then only in the last sort of two or three years I've really got into it seriously again. And yeah, I enjoy it. And, um, you know, there's still a little bit of a way to go to get the realism right, but for the training outside of a car and um, repetition, concentrating on something on a long time and strategies and stuff like that. Um, the sim racing is awesome. And, and I enjoy it as well, doing all the fun stuff. So it is, it is a cool tool. I like the fact that it's not just uh, a serious thing for you, that you enjoy it and, and do stuff that's, that's fun. Because I think so many people get sucked into uh, esports racing just being a very serious thing. Nick, what was your journey yeah. into esports racing over the last couple of years? Um, actually, to be honest, I've always had the sim or really been involved in the sim racing since the really early days of even iRacing in like early, I guess, like 
nine, ten. Um, and it was always really a social thing for me. So uh, guys within the community, racing community, or Shane, we were always doing the oval stuff. And so I do enjoy just lapping in general, especially some cool cars. But for me, it's just about racing with the boys. So doing, you know, Shane and I and, and some of the other guys, we also always end up sort of doing some oval stuff just for fun because you can all race together. It's not too serious. So I take the endurance side serious and the specifically our series, making sure that the back end runs like really, really well. Um, but yeah, from a, like a total serious side, I've never done any of the high level events or anything. It's always just been with three or four blokes who can to go racing and, and jump on board. Maybe not so much practice and just fire through. But yeah, I love my sim racing. I'm always on it whenever I have the chance. Unfortunately, I haven't been home for the last three months. So uh, looking forward to getting back there in seven days and uh, cracking some practice ready for AHU season two, round one. You mean you haven't got a rig in the, uh, in the Middle East with you? No, I don't, unfortunately. Oh, man, so some serious practice needed then to get back up to speed after a few months away. Yeah, it's, it's quite surprising how, how quickly things change. Plus, I think I've missed the last two updates. Um, and things have changed a lot. And I also haven't had a chance to drive the new Formula One car either. So uh, I'm very, very excited to, to get stuck in and try that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's going to be... Uh, oh, I, I'm the same, actually. Three months away from my rig, there's normally a rig right here, but there's uh, just a, an empty space. I can't wait to get uh, involved in iRacing. Um, has it always been iRacing for you, Nick, or is there other platforms? Have you been involved in other things uh, that have drawn you to different platforms? Um, being involved in a few different uh, companies within sort of the sim racing. So it started actually R Factor 2 in the early days, but naturally, as we know, some of the other platforms are a little bit more complicated to do endurance racing, um, which is my true passion, really, to be honest. So um, iRacing just makes that quite simple. It does it really straightforward to race guys and meet guys all around the world and race at any time slot, any car. Um, it's been the key for me. I've tried my hand with a little bit of uh, some other uh, sims like ACC and uh, most recently with the virtual Lamar. I had a crack at that when I when I was able to and I wasn't busy doing doing other stuff. But yeah, for me, iRacing is, is sort of home now. It's, it's the closest to to what we expect, as Shane said, there's still a little ways to go with certain aspects, um, but for sure it's it's the way forward. And I think the other side is the diversity too. It's not just kind of we drive one specific car on one type of racetrack. We can drive any cars on any type of racetrack. We can have fun races with the boys. Um, we can do some oval stuff, which I'm actually quite passionate about, like NASCAR and, and dirt racing as well. So um, yeah, it's just a variety really. And Shane, would you agree with that, that iRacing for the moment has it most nailed of all the different platforms uh, in your experience? Yeah, but also really I haven't touched much other things in the last few years. It's just been iRacing for me and I do love the dirt rally games as well. I play that quite a lot and I did some of the rallycross series races last year, which was awesome. But yeah, I just I just stick with iRacing. It's easiest what I know and uh, you know just stick with that stuff. Nick was talking about, you know, getting together with the boys and, and having some racing. Um, I'm privileged to be part of some of those uh, WhatsApp groups and channels that uh, exist out there. And what I find amazing is, is, is it's not just, you know, professional racing drivers racing professional racing drivers. You've got 
all of the guys in the garage, anybody who's interested in sim racing, whether it be mechanics, engineers, people from the media, all coming together and sharing the passion of racing, uh, your mates. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, it could be anyone. It could be the bloody plumber or whatever. They could jump on and they're as quick as you or faster on iRacing. It's, it's crazy. And <laughs> that's the thing I love about it. it. It could be anyone on any type of equipment, you know, on a, on a cheap simulator and they could still jump on and smoke everyone. I think um, that's the best thing about sim racing. It's available to everyone, relatively affordable. And uh, you just jump on, go for it any time of day. And, um, you know, you can... Uh, you can have a bit of fun with it and you know that's that's part of it as well you know when you're all talking to each other and giving each other shit it's um it makes it more enjoyable too i mean the competitive juices start to flow if you can see the plumber in front of you surely you you're starting to feel like hey hang on a second i'm a champion i'm a multiple champion here i can't let the plumber win oh at my age now, I, I appreciate it though. I'm like, oh, well, that's awesome. He's quick, and I, I do try hard, and I, I grind pretty hard to to be the quickest guy. But if if someone's quick, like whenever I race against like um, you know Max Beneke or Gianni Vecchio on the on the Redline team, their style and the way they drive is just awesome. And you know, it's um, I have to raise their level, learn how to drive, and you just respect that and appreciate that. Like they've, I don't think ever raced a, a real car and the way they drive is, is like a real race of wood, but they're faster. And um, that's the cool thing about it. You uh, know, guys heard... maybe who haven't had the opportunity can get to the top level in sim racing and still make money. It's, it's, um, it's, it's cool. And you have, um, obviously, being part of Redline, you've got that kind of feel and association with Max and, and what he's managed to achieve. Yeah. And, Incredible to hear him talking about sim racing the last couple of days that uh, something was released that David Coulthard did with him. Just how, how he gets involved with the likes of Max Benecco, Gianni Vecchio. Do you, do you lean on them when you go into a sim race and, and ask them questions and see what you can do better? Are you getting advice from the sim guys for your virtual participations? Yeah, one, 100%. Like, um, and, but there's things we can help with that you know, they don't look outside their little box that, you know, Max and I have experienced or, or some of the other real drivers in the team, um, you know, with setups, you know, you can make the cambers offset and stuff, you know, that's stuff they've never thought of before or never had to, had to do. So there's a lot of information that flows both ways, but for sure on the driving stuff, compared to those guys, I, it takes me a long time to get there. And, you know, I think the last time, last event I did seriously was the Road Atlanta race um that went quite well for us but you know the amount of hours practicing that you know we all did was probably 20 plus hours for for those races and just long runs and setups and comparing each other's data and pushing each other along and you know and the end result was the three red line cars were the quickest but how open everyone is and how they all work together and compare and share you know that's how a team a real race team works and um you, before you beat before you try and beat yourselves, you try and beat everyone else, and, and the teamwork's it's, it's really it's a really cool atmosphere to be a part of. Almost more preparation than uh, perhaps real world uh, when you have the opportunity to do that many laps, that many hours. You just can't do that in the real world, can you? Oh, I wish I could have a new set of tires every time I drive out of the pits. That would that would be awesome, but yeah, it doesn't <laughs> doesn't quite work. <laughs> 
let's uh, refocus then on AHU and the Endurance Series. What can the VCO viewers, uh, Shane, expect from your championship? What makes it different to others? Yeah, well, I think I think it's been cool last year the way we've done the, the safety car system and, and how that OSR and Simon Black set that up. Um, you know, we, we do a complete wave around so the GT cars can catch the back of the field and, and don't lose a lap or get stuck a lap down. And that sort of separates the field and doesn't, doesn't ruin the classes. So, you know, you have, have a tight battle and, and it keeps the battle good between the classes. And, you know, I think we see too much in the racing endurance races, the field just gets so strung out and you lose battles. So, um, yeah, there's always something happening. I think pretty much every race last year came down to the last lap or a fuel race. It was, um, all of them were pretty exciting. So we were, we were part of them. Nick and I teamed up. We, we had a lot of, lot of action, but um, it, was, it was really cool. And um, I think this year, um, with you guys on board, it should definitely step up the broadcasting side, the promotional side, and stuff that us two drivers don't know enough about. We just focused on the racing. So hopefully we can get, a, get that side of things a little bit better. And personally for you then, will we see you out much in the virtual world or is your real world now that the borders are starting to open able for you to do a bit more racing in, in Europe? Because you, you used to enjoy endurance racing in Europe. Yeah, I don't think I'll be able to get back there this year again. Um, hopefully you can do them off, but I'll see. Finally, the dates work for that. But um, yeah, I don't think I can do a full European GT season this year. It's still too hard and too risky to not be allowed to get back. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do the Daytona 24 on iRacing in, in a couple of weeks with the Redline guys. And then the week after that is the first AHU round. So busy couple of weeks for that coming up. Well, thank you very much to Shane Van Gisbergen uh, and also Nick Foster, who had to leave us. Very smart man, uh, smart things to do, uh, unfortunately. So we lost his connection, but uh, great to have SVG with us. So it's been on my bucket list for a long time to speak to Shane. And so thank you very much uh, for the two of you for joining us, uh, even on these uh, weird, wonderful time zones. Yeah. Thanks a lot, mate. Nice to speak to you guys. See you soon. And as you well know, there is plenty of stuff coming up in the sim racing world over the next couple of weeks. Shane mentioning the Daytona 24 hours on iRacing coming up. Of course, Le Mans 24 hour virtual coming up very, very shortly as well. Possibly the biggest sim race. Uh, we've got uh, the E-Rock Championship uh, happening at the start of February. And of course, the most important ERL or the ERWC at the end of January, right here on VCO. Uh, so much more as well happening too. Those are just the, the things at the top of my head right now. Uh, but make sure you join us here on the chat show every week. We will have the very best from and news from all of those different events. Uh, and until then, get your rig back going again, because I know it's probably been put away for Christmas, and enjoy your sim racing. Bye-bye for now.